Professional athletes all have coaches. Should professional advisors have coaches too? And what are the challenges and roadblocks that coaches most often encounter with advisors? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode of the Shift Shapers podcast is brought to you by Captivated Health, a captive insurance arrangement designed specifically for educational institutions. If you have clients in that vertical, you know the healthcare deck has been stacked against them. Today, Captivated Health offers the stability, control, and savings they've been waiting for. For more information, go to www.captivatedhealth.com or click on the company logo on the Shift Shapers website. With all of the changes in the industry, there's a lot to learn. There's new products and marketing and different techniques and knowledge, but that's just not enough anymore. There are lots of other transitions that need to be made. We've invited Dana Dombrowski, who is a coach with Hit the Ground Running, to join us to talk about coaching and some of the areas that she chats with producers about and some of the things that are important for you to know in order to take all those new techniques and have those really important, relevant conversations with your prospects and with your clients. So with that, welcome, Dana. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate you sharing your knowledge with us. So as I said, the industry is changing in a lot of ways. What's the need for coaching? Is And, and has the change in the industry, because you also work in the industry along with us, has that made coaching more important or has it always been this important? There's three questions right in a row. <laughs> Definitely. Well, let me start with um, independent of any changes, regardless of industry. I believe that coaching is always incredibly important, especially uh, for those really high performers out there, the ones who are in business development roles, who are garnishing business, who are growing the business. You know, we're looking at individuals who are seeking a need for clients, but also having the need to maintain knowledge of shifts in the industry and trying to keep up with everything is often difficult. So coaching really lends itself to not only that personal uh, development of the professional, but also helping them to not just goal set, but really prioritize within the industry and keeping up with things and also their clients. So is, is goal setting something that you focus on initially when you're, when you're doing coaching or are, is there another continuum that you work down? You know, I would say that when I initially sit down with a coaching client, you know, we kind of go through an intake process. And at the onset of the relationship, you know, we always establish, you know, what is the goal of the coaching relationship? So it's almost con contractual in that sense. It's, you know, the client says, this is my goal. This is what I want to achieve. And, and here's how we're going to get there. And, and the coach really comes to the table with the goal in mind, but ready for that to shift at any moment. And honestly, David, as a, as a coach, what I often see with professionals is that, you know, they have goals, 
But the reason they're not achieving them is that they haven't really prioritized the values, both professionally and personally, and align those. So when I look at goal setting, is it important? Absolutely. Is it foundational in setting up the right relationship with a client? Completely. But at the same time, I like to think of goal setting as priority setting. And by just pivoting to that sense of having a client really understand what's really important to them, you really break through to a very um, interpersonal conversation with that client. Can you give us an example of how somebody would take a, a personal goal and, and, and what that would be and align it with a professional goal? It seems a little esoteric maybe for, for some folks. Absolutely. So, you know, I've been incredibly lucky to work with a handful of clients that are all business owners. And whether that be in the industry or outside of the industry, they typically come to me with a goal of growing their business. So very simple and also very, very similar. But at the same time, you know, they are professionals just like you and me. They're people. They're handling uh, different aspects of life. They are looking at juggling children and being business owners and maintaining their own, you know, idea of a social lifestyle. And at the end of the day, when I start to drill down uh, with these clients, it, it really becomes, you know, more than just, I want to grow my business. It's, I want to grow my business, but I don't quite know which direction or how. And what I really do with them is we get to the root of what's holding them back. And what I found is that independent of the individual, it typically comes down to a very, very personal roadblock that they're trying to overcome or deal with that they might not even be aware of. And by drawing awareness to that, we start to bring about what's really important to them in their life. You know, how do we schedule time in such a way that moves the business forward, but also meets that professional slash personal idea of work-life balance and allows them to engage with their family, to be there for their children, to have that, you know, correct and right and social relationship that they're seeking and that fulfillment. And it lets them write the roadmap for how to prioritize their time, align their decisions with their values, and really hit a trajectory that gives them the momentum needed to attain that goal. I know when you talk to coaching clients, you talk about something called a mindset shift. What do you mean by that? A mindset shift. So, you know, we, we see a lot of that out there right now. And I know there are so many professionals who are talking about mindset shifting. And what I'm looking at specifically, when professionals come to you for coaching, they're typically in a place where they're feeling stuck. They know something needs to change. They don't quite know what that is. And I actually, um, I'm of, I'm of the belief that when we feel stuck and we feel like something needs to change, we spend a lot of time spinning around looking at the environment around us when actually it's pretty simple. You need to look in the mirror and you need to look at yourself. There's so many instances in which I've had a coaching client kind of have that moment where they realize they're the one 
that's really getting in their own way and they just can't help themselves. And so it's taking that mindset of if this would change, then I would be successful. Or you know what? If the industry were different, I would have the opportunity to grow. You know, what happens if, you know, if I lose this client, then that's the end of my, that's the end of my business because a lot of times we have these key clients. But really the main, the main piece of that, the, the constant in all of that is the individual. So it's really shifting your mindset of if everything else around me were perfect, you know, my professional life would be better to if I did some personal development work on myself and I recognized and created awareness of why I'm not attaining my goals, then I could get out of my own way and break through to achieve that. I know that as a marketer, one of the things that I always preach is that stories are order of magnitude more important than tables or PowerPoints full of facts. How important are stories in the story we tell ourselves and the story that we tell others in in the coaching climate? And maybe you have a story or two that you can share with us about how that's worked. To kind of get back to what you first said is, you know, what is so important about the stories we tell ourselves? It might sound cliche, David, but we have to remember that our mind hears everything that it tells us. And if we are sitting there every day telling ourselves that, you know, we can't grow because we can't achieve that next level in our career because eventually we're going to start to believe that. And not only are we going to believe that, but we're actually going to make decisions without even noticing that we're doing it that actually negatively impact our goals. So I I believe that that is, it's so important to, and it goes back to mindset, by the way, it's so important to recognize that a big piece of getting in our own way is being aware of the stories that we're telling ourselves and shifting that mindset from the negative real of why we can't to a positive of how we can and developing that really strategic what next. You know, I know I've done this with clients. Again, a very good example is a business owner I was working with. Uh, She actually, she lived, I've never met her in person. She lives uh, many states over uh, from where I am in the Midwest. And she came to me because she was looking to either grow her business, uh, wind down the current business, start a new business. And really her head was kind of in a space where it was spinning. And she really needed, she needed a sense of finding her true north. And the story she'd been telling herself was that I can't grow because I'm not educated. I can't grow because I'm a single mom. I can't grow because I'm not good enough to be one of the top achievers in the industry I'm in. And coaching really brought out those three aspects of what she was struggling with. We really drilled down into why she felt that way. And by the end of a six-month engagement, she I was so proud of her. She said, Dana, I don't need another coaching session. I've created a strategic plan. I'm actually uh, moving to a new state. 
I've already started studying uh, for the license I need in my next career. And she had reached out to family friends who were, you know, ready to help her transition her and her family. And she was like ready to go. And to me, that was like the biggest win was knowing that she no longer needed a coach because she was so set and confident in herself that she knew what it was going to take to not only break out of that negative self-talk and I'm not enough because mindset shift and really leverage that opportunity to enhance her lifestyle. So she, like a lot of other people, were actually making choices out of fear. Completely. Is, is that something that as a coach you see frequently? So frequently. And David, it's not just with individuals who are maybe uh, struggling. I see very, very high-skilled professionals making decisions out of fear because they are those high achievers and they're so afraid of failure. Uh, the idea of not succeeding in any initiative is, it's just crippling. And I think it's quite honestly, one of the number one reasons that people don't really go for it. And now, a word from our sponsor. Captivated Health is a single-source solution for your clients and prospects who are in the education vertical. The founders of Captivated Health have nearly 20 years' experience working with educational institutions, and over that time, they've developed a keen understanding of the unique problems these clients experience. Frustrated by a lack of control, the unpredictability of ever-increasing healthcare costs, and the pressures and regulations of the Affordable Care Act, these groups have been adrift in the fully insured commercial marketplace until now. Captivated Health has built a program that solves those problems, and it does so with virtually no disruption to faculty and staff while saving clients millions of dollars. We wanted you to be among the first to know that Captivated Health is building a national distribution partner network so you can bring this cutting-edge solution to the educational clients you advise. To learn more about the Captivated Health solution, go to their website at www.captivatedhealth.com or click on their logo on the Shift Shapers website. And now, back to our interview. Well, you know, it's interesting. I've, I've just finished a book written by Daniel Kahneman called Thinking Fast and Slow. And it, it's, he's got a TED Talk for those of you who have shorter retention spans because it, it was a tough book to get through. But his thesis and all of his research throughout his career was that we actually make choices with the old lizard, the limbic part of our brain, the amygdala, and we rationalize them with the prefrontal cortex. And it sounds like a lot of what you're doing with folks is helping people take those emotionally based inner decisions and bring them to the forefront and look at them in a more practical, pragmatic way. Would that, would that be a fair statement? Absolutely. I, you know, I've worked with individuals that, you know, they've, they grew up having a really difficult childhood. And, and actually, if you look at studies, uh, studies will show that, you know, the amygdala, there's, there's a big piece of that that's formed over the course of your childhood. And having an enlarged amygdala really indicates an individual who is exposed to a great deal of stress or I guess we'll call it uh, situations that were very fear-based and fear-inducing. What that means for us as adults, you know, if we begin making decisions that we're confronted with, that trigger, that fear, if 
if we're making decisions with those emotions, they're not great decisions. They're decisions that are made from a place of fear that aren't thought out. It's like that fight or flight, David. And we're not really thinking of the big picture. We're in the moment. And by the way, there are decisions that oftentimes have to be made in the moment. So, you know, don't mistake what I'm saying. But when it comes to looking at, you know, the success of your career trajectory, you really have to think big picture. And big picture thinking does not happen when you're making fear-based decisions. Now, I know one of the things that you have to do as a coach is really be good at listening. And it's something, I mean, I've found as I've talked to new producers in the business and some seasoned producers that there's a listening deficit. They don't really know how to listen. And I think that's become more important as the industry has changed of late. How do you help someone learn to listen? Most people, I've seen stats, I'm sure you have too, don't listen to have an interaction. They listen to be able to respond. And, and that's not great when you're working with a client on complex items. Is that something you coach about and something you can help with? Definitely. So this it's this is a great question, David. This goes back to this whole idea of fear. I believe that when I'm working with a client, one of the reasons, and this comes out during a coaching session, that they don't listen is, as you mentioned, they're so focused on their response because they're so afraid that they're not going to have an answer for the client or the individual that they're working with. So the industry is shifting, right? If we look at the industry as a whole, there are so many things that are happening. There are new products. There are new ways of doing business. And you know, producers specifically have a lot to keep up on. And so when they're in that meeting with a client or a prospective client, you know, they want to be there, they want to get excited, they want to tell them everything they know, right? And the client's talking and they're asking questions and the client is is actually telling you everything they want you to know. But the producer is often so focused on okay, I've got to make sure that they know that I'm familiar with this option and this option that they miss. They miss the most important aspect of the meeting. You know, I I really believe that a client or a prospect, they're always going to tell you what you need. And if you don't know what it is, it's because you missed it, because you weren't listening. Uh, You were so focused on making sure, you know, they felt you were the best advisor out there that you missed the need. And when I'm coaching somebody on listening, you know, if it's someone who just, they just can't help themselves, right? They, they're chatty. They want to jump in. They're that really extroverted personality. They want to tell you everything they know. One of the tricks I'll use with them is to always make sure they have, you know, a cup of coffee or a bottle of water. And after they ask that initial question that they just sit back and they take a sip you know, as they're feeling the need to interject, they take a sip of water instead. And it just, and and to continue that pattern, right? Until it, it really is the right opportunity to jump into the conversation. But what that will do are two things. One, it kind of redefines your practice of engagement, right? So where you would normally just jump in and interject into the conversation, you're now changing your habit. You're taking a sip of water. It's slowing you down. It's allowing you to listen. And then now that you've actually been listening, you're going to be able to respond in a way that 
the client knows you are paying attention to them. The client feels like, you know what? This is somebody who's really advising me based on what's important to me. What's the client priority? You're going to hear it if you're slowing down and you're listening. Would you say that that's probably the key skill that's lacking among most high-functioning salespeople? Oh, totally. Without a doubt. And I, I see it, you know, I see it with not only uh, producers in, in the benefits industry, I see it with fundraisers, right? I've coached fundraisers who are out there raising significant amounts of money from donors. And they're, you know, so eager and passionate about their organization, about their mission that they want to like jump in and, and just, you know, light up the room. And they're missing the reason why the donor wants to give, right? The donor wants to cut that check of a million dollars, but they're not going to do it if you don't let them tell you why. So I see it with very high performing individuals. And once they get themselves into the habit of stepping back, taking that moment and allowing themselves to really take in the room, take in the client and respond directly in the moment, everything, everything changes. Well, you know, it's, it, it's not unlike what Zig Ziglar said many years ago. You get what you want by helping other people get what they want. The problem is, as you point out, you have to listen actively in order to know what it is that they want. And that's a, that's a big, it's a big challenge for a lot of folks. I, unfortunately, we're out of time, but, uh, and I know we've just scratched the surface, but I hope you'll come back at some point and we can, we can further this conversation. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a joy getting to know you and being a part of your podcast. And we will link Dana to your LinkedIn page. So if folks want to reach you, they'll, they'll know how. We'll also put a link up to that TED Talk I mentioned. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. The Shift Shapers Podcast is a production of Strategic Vision Publishing and David Saltzman. This podcast may not be reproduced in any form, in whole or in part, without the express written permission of the producers. All rights reserved. Thank you.